The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. A two-year-old little boy wandering in a parking lot? Now, if that doesn't make you stop in your tracks, it's happened to me, and I'll look, where's mom, where's dad, where's babysitter, until I find them, right? Well, when this happened, there was no dad, there was no mom, there was no babysitter in sight, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to our friends at WSVN Fox 7. This little boy was found roaming the street behind us here. Who is he? Who are his parents? That's what Miramar police are trying to figure out. They gave us some video of the little boy. The video was taken not long after he was found in the area of 1860 Southwest 68th Avenue. Police believe he's two to three years old. He was wearing only a t-shirt and diapers, no shoes. Police have been going door to door with flyers, hoping to find the child's family, but so far, no luck. Ebony Williams is the person who found the child and called for help. When I got out of my car, I heard the baby crying. So I walked over and I realized he was by himself. I asked him, you know, where's your mommy? And he kind of just pointed kind of like everywhere. And I reached out my hand for him. He grabbed my hand and I just walked around the complex hoping that I would find somebody looking for him or calling his name. And that never happened. You're hearing the voice of a good Samaritan, Ebony Williams, speaking with uh, Seven's Jessica Holly. That disturbs me. It actually hurts because I'm thinking of my twins, John, David, and Lucy, at two years old. Lucy had just started walking, just started walking. And they were still wobbling on their feet and legs. And this good Samaritan, Ebony Williams, asked, where's mommy? And the little boy just kind of points everywhere. And that's what I want to know today. 
Where is mommy? With me, an all-star panel to break it down and put it back together again. Long-time trial lawyer, defense attorney, family lawyer specialist, Randy Kessler. Joining me out of the Atlanta jurisdiction, Dr. Daniel Bober, renowned forensic psychiatrist. Joining me out of Florida, you can find him on Insta at Dr. Daniel Bober. James Shelnut, 27 years on Metro Major Case. Now lawyer at shellnutlawfirm.com. But first, to crimeonline.com investigative reporter Levi Page. Levi, tell me what happened. Now, this is in Miramar, correct? You're correct, Nancy. So July 26th. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. In Miramar. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Hold your horses. Did you ever see that program? I was just talking about it. City Confidential with Bill Curtis. I watched that incessantly when I'd be working out with my now husband. And you start with this. It's great. And you start with the city and the area. And you try to figure out, like, put yourself there, Levi. This is Miramar, Florida, which is South Florida, which is kind of like a bedroom community, I think, of Miami. Population about 120,000 people. Not big. And we're in some parking lot. Okay, take it from there, Levi. First of all, what kind of parking lot was it? Was it Walmart? Was it Target? Was it some fancy mall like Neiman Marcus? Was it an apartment? What what kind of a, a, a parking lot was it? It was the parking lot of Edge Apartments mm-hmm. in Miramar, Florida, halfway between Fort Lauderdale and Miami. And this woman discovered a little boy, curly hair, He was barefoot, and he was wandering around this parking lot. She reached her hand out. He grabbed her hand, and she said, where is your mommy? And he he couldn't talk very well, so he's obviously very young, a toddler. And she called police. She changed his diaper, and police got there. They couldn't get much information out of him, so he was sent to uh, Florida Department of Families and Children. Right there, Randy Kessler. How much God was watching out for this little boy. Anybody could have gotten that boy. Some perv could have gotten him. Someone could have taken him and he would never have been seen again. You know, that happens every day. You know, when I first prosecuted child rape cases, I prosecuted them as statutory rape. We didn't call it child sex trafficking then but that's what it is now and to think this two-year-old little boy can you hear that with the curly hair and the t-shirt tells me a lot randy kessler that he was out in nothing but a dipe and no shoes but i'll go into the forensic uh, signals later but randy family law what would people give on today's black market to adopt a two-year-old little boy with beautiful curly hair? How much money, Kessler? Go ahead and tell me. 60, 70, 80 grand? Thank goodness I have no idea, and I have no interest. In yes, you that. do. So it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, and, and that's why we're spending so much money and resources on trying to prevent that kind of stuff. But, you know, the silver lining is that the child was found, right? So. Boy, does that change but are you trying to tell me you don't know about a black market adoption? I don't know the I don't know the I don't know the rates and I don't know the going rates and I have no interest to know because one dollar is too much and it shouldn't be out there. But you're right, there are 
There are a lot of You've people never had of, a family fight over custody of a cute little baby? I, when you put it like that, right? Lawyer fees and what they would spend to take custody of their own child, they'll spend everything Hundreds of thousands of dollars to fight Absolutely. over if you get joint Absolutely. or if you get every other weekend or if you get every weekend or if you get Tuesday through Thursday or Friday Absolutely. through blah, blah, blah. You know what? I'm just going to stay Absolutely. married, okay? Because I just can't go through it. Um, let me I go to you, James. Think about your 401k. That's right. Oh, James Shelnut, how much would this child go for on the black market adoption? I mean, it could be up to 60, 80 grand, depending on who Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you, you actually have reports of, of sites online now on the black web where people actually bid and, and the child goes to the highest bidder. Um, it would have been a lot. So it's such a joy talking to you, Shelnut. <laughs> I mean, I hadn't even thought about a bid, like in the movie with Brooke Shields, Pretty Baby. Remember that, Jackie, where everybody bid on yeah. Brooke Shields? I only know about it. I didn't see it, but I do know the plot line. I didn't know that showed up. People actually bid online to get a child. Oh, absolutely. You know, some people are desperate. Some people are evil, and some people are both. Take a listen to our friends at WPLG Local 10. This is Leanne Morjan. Police in Miramar say they now know who this little boy and his mother are. Right now, they're looking for 21-year-old Layla Cavett. She's missing, and her two-year-old son was found at a Miramar apartment complex Sunday morning. His name is Camden Cavett Arnold. Miramar police shared his photo to social media, and it went viral. The image eventually reaching Cavett's sisters. Yes, 100%. That's Camden. Like, no question in my mind. But yeah. the question is, why are they in Florida? in Florida, more than 12 hours away from home in Jasper, Alabama. They say the family has no connections to South Florida. We're in the middle of a pandemic, so it's not like she was taking a vacation just out of the blue. Camden was found here in the parking lot of the Edge apartment complex by a woman who just left home to run an errand. I asked him, you know, where's your mommy? And he kind of just pointed kind of like everywhere. But it seemed the boy was all alone, so Ebony called police. Investigators created flyers, went door to door, and posted on social media. It was because the post went viral that we were even able to see him. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, we were talking about a little two-year-old curly-headed boy who was found wearing nothing but a tank top, no shoes, no socks, nothing else. And he couldn't communicate where he lived, where he's from, his mommy's name, nothing. He could give no leads whatsoever. So to you, James Shelnut, 27 years Metro Major case, now lawyer at shelnutlawfirm.com. That's the conundrum. How do you identify this missing baby? We're, we're, we know now how it happened. We know now that the photo was released online, and I remember when it happened uh, just not too long ago, and it went viral of everybody trying to identify this baby. And you know, Shelnut, do you know how many times between Court TV and HLN and Oxygen and here and there, that I've put out a picture of a child and no one has ever identified the child? So where do you start when you're trying to identify an unknown child and the child cannot communicate? 
Well, I think uh, I think the police did a great job here. They set an example of what you should do. You know, they started passing out this child's picture immediately to the media, uh, both social media, both on television. Uh, and, and they got did a great job of disseminating this child's picture. Okay, uh, I appreciate the patting on the back to all your friends in the police force, and I'm happy for you. <laughs> but let me get back to the question, okay? If I had you on the stand, i go, objection, non-responsive. I'll repeat the question where typically when you don't have a child, do police, when you don't have a name or a child, do police start to identify the child? Well, you start by taking a look, uh, obviously, after disseminating that information, you start by taking a look at where that child was found and seeing if anyone around where this child was found knows this child, has seen this child about. Exactly. And here's the kicker. You heard what the sister said. Uh, Take a listen to WSVN Fox News. This is Katrina Bush. Miramar police officers were back in the neighborhood where a woman found a child wandering alone. Detectives confirmed they're reviewing surveillance video again as they investigate the disappearance of his mother. Still no word on 21-year-old Leela Cavett. Detectives tell 7 News she had been driving this white Chevy 3500 truck, mid to late 90s model with a maroon or red tailgate and a baby on board sign. I definitely just want to know that my sister is okay. That's our main concern and only concern right now. Covid's family arrived in South Florida yesterday from Alabama after finding out what was going on online. The last time the family heard from her was over the weekend through Facebook. She sent our grandmother a thumbs up on Facebook. It's the last contact that we've known. So did you hear that, guys? CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Levi, the mom of this little boy is Leela Cavett. And did I hear her sister say she lived 12 hours away from where the baby was found? So she had been living in Jasper and recently moved to Dawsonville, Georgia, which is 700 miles away from South Florida, a 10-hour drive. Yeah, I heard the sister say 12, so that you must be taking into account her recent move to Dawsonville. Um, and as the sister of Leela Cavett pointed out, in the middle of coronavirus, she wasn't taking a vacation or traveling at all. So how does this little boy end up alone with no shoes, wearing only a diaper and a T-shirt, wandering in the Edge apartment building parking lot to be found happenstance by a good Samaritan, Ebony Williams? That's my question. And where is Leela Cavett? Now, let, let me go back to you, Levi Page, Crime Online. Explain to me the last known contact with Mommy. So it was with her grandmother. Her grandmother lives in Nashville, and she said on July 26th, which is the same day that Camden was found wandering in this apartment complex parking lot, she got a thumbs up on Facebook Messenger from Leela. That's very interesting. It's an emoji that says thumbs up. I have 12-year-old twins. I know what emojis are. Okay. Um, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> although their father said something like emoji or emo- or image or something like that, and they have been having a field day with that ever since. Dr. Daniel Bober joining me, forensic psychiatrist. You can follow him on Insta at Dr. Daniel Bober. Dr. Bober, you know what's interesting about that last known communication with mommy, Leela Cavett? It was just the thumbs up. 
emoji. That's all it was. It wasn't, hey guys, I'm driving the baby down to Florida, or I'm going on a road trip, or everything's cool, let's get together this weekend, mom. Nothing like that. It was just an emoji. What does that say to you, Dr. Daniel Bober? It says to me that maybe it wasn't her who sent it. That it's totally generic and it's not, you know, something that would be expected from someone who you have a close relationship with. There's no detail. It's just something that could have been sent by anybody. You know, I was just thinking, I don't believe I've, and we text all the time. Not a lot of phone calls, but we text a lot during the day, back and forth between me and my husband, David. And even if I go jogging or on a walk, I text back and forth with the twins the whole time. Um I don't believe any of us have ever sent a thumbs up to each other. Jackie, have I ever sent you a thumbs up? No. I, have you ever sent me a thumbs up? No. No. Have we, John? Illy? No. Brett? No. That's odd. That's very odd indeed. The thumbs up sign. Randy Kessler uh, joining me, uh, defense attorney in multiple jurisdictions and family law specialist. Randy, you and I have seen on many investigations, as have you, Shell Nut, where someone hijacks your laptop or your iPad or your phone and to cover their tracks, they start communicating with your loved ones. They'll look at your last text and they'll just send that person an emoji, a smiley face or a heart or a thumbs up in this case, to give the appearance the person is still alive. That takes a lot of cunning. Would you agree or disagree, Randy Kessler? Oh, we've seen a lot more than that even. We've seen oh, people tell create me. alibis. We've seen them cre- create, you know, harsh words and alienation and saying you'll never see your child again and pretend that it came from their spouse to be able to prove that their spouse is alienating their child. So this is minor. This is believable, but they just wanted to drag it on and delay the police and the authorities from coming after them and saying everything's okay and give them a head start to wherever they were going. Absolutely, that's an explanation. So you're telling me in divorce cases one parent will pretend to be the other parent and send, in reality, themselves uh, lewd or threatening emails or texts to make it look bad for their spouse in court? Is that what you're saying? Not only that, they'll hire people, they'll, they'll buy apps, or they'll even, they'll even post on their spouse's social media as if they are their spouse and then use it as evidence. It's, what did um, you just say it's, about it's buying an right. app? They're, they're looking for apps, they're looking for devices, ways to go in, and, and they're paying tech, their people, their professionals, they'll do this for them. Uh, will say, I, I don't know what you mean by buying an app. How does buying an app help you commit this fraud? It helps you create an alibi, it lets you have an alias, or lets you send an email that looks like it came from your spouse when it really came from you. You have your husband's name and email going to you so it looks like he wrote you an email saying you will never see your children again. And you show that to the judge and said, look at what my husband wrote me. When really, the app or the uh, platform lets you create the alias email. What app yourself. would that be? I've never, I don't know about that app. I don't, I don't know it either. I just know it exists. And I've had specialists testify at court that it was Spoof not created on my client. Well, is that Shell not jumping in? No, Nancy, it's Levi. There's like spoof apps that you can download oh, on the okay. internet. A spoof or you app. can yeah. spoof someone's email. You know, it concerns me that you know that. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. 
Guys, we're talking about a, a gorgeous young mom, Leela Cavett. Her little boy, I can't even think about the twins. One of my children or both wandering in a parking lot with no, and I'm nowhere around. That's what happened. And because that happened with Caden, that's how we know who mommy is because of uh, the little baby's picture getting disseminated everywhere. Family sees it, out of the, you know, coincidentally, and they go, that's the baby. That leads me to the fact that mommy is gone. Where is Leela? Take a listen to our friends at 11 Alive. Police say Leela Cavett's pickup truck disappeared too. An old white Chevy 3500 with a red tailgate and a sign baby on board in the passenger window. Cavett tattooed Camden's name on the inside of her right arm and on her right wrist, a tattoo of the Christian fish symbol. Parents who live in the neighborhood where Camden was found are shaken too. For a little boy to be wandering out like that, something must be seriously wrong with and police are asking people here who know Leela Cavett, possibly people in the Dawson County area as well. They're hoping that they will call 911 if they have any information that might help police figure out what happened and where she is. That's a very, very identifiable vehicle. I believe they said a, a Ford F-150 white with a different color top with particular signs on it. Guys, at this point, is all we have to go with is her truck. Now take a listen to CBS4 Miami's Elliot Rodriguez. His mother's truck turned up in Hollywood, but she was not in it, and her grandparents just arrived in South Florida to join in the search. So we are here to help find her and to get our great-grandson, if possible. Carol and Robert Ferdinand came from Nashville, Tennessee to South Florida, hoping to find their 21-year-old granddaughter, Leela Cavett. She's the missing mother of two-year-old Camden, found wandering in Miramar Sunday. I think she's been snatched about the streets. She would have never left her baby. Never. That's my granddaughter. I know her. She would have never left Cameron. Running in those streets. That's not her. That's not her character. Hollywood police say Cabot was in this Chevy pickup truck found in a Walmart parking lot at 441 in Hollywood Boulevard. It's the same area where police say the young mother was last seen. Leela's three sisters arrived from Alabama Tuesday after learning Leela, who lives in Georgia, was missing so far from home. And that's the biggest question we have is why she was in Florida. We don't know. That is the biggest mystery of this entire situation. You know, I'm just thinking before I get into the vehicle, it's a white Chevy, excuse me, white Ford F-150 pickup with a red tailgate. I want to go to you, Dr. Daniel Bober. I've recounted to you before how John David went missing in a uh, Baby Zero Superstore. They're huge. They're like an acre of, of baby stuff. And what went through my mind when I couldn't find him? I'm just thinking about this family. You just heard that Carolyn Robert Ferdinand has driven down, what, the 10 or 12 hours to Florida to look for Leela, Leela Cavett now missing. 
We wouldn't have known she was missing if the little baby hadn't been found. Guys, let me give you the tip line. It's 954-967-4411. Repeat, 954-967-4411 or 954-493-TIPS, T-I-P-S, 954-493-8477. What goes through the family's mind is sheer terror. And then you get, after a couple of days, you get to sheer exhaustion, mentally and physically pushed to the brink, looking for your loved one. To Dr. Daniel Bober, have you ever dealt with that kind of pain in one of your clients and what they go through? I think the mental exhaustion would be worse than the physical exhaustion. Unfortunately, Nancy, yes, I have. Um, And it starts out with absolute horror and shock. And at some point when the child is missing long enough, you start sort of bargaining in your head that you would rather know what happened to the child, just the not knowing uh, is the hardest part, uh, whether they're dead or alive, just living with that uncertainty and that pain and knowing that, you know, they're either dead or they're somewhere. Are they safe? Are they being taken care of? It's, it's just horrific. You know, I said that Miramar is only about 122,000 people, more than where I grew up in rural middle, middle Georgia, but it's very close to Miami with well over a million residents. So do you, Shellnut, how does that make the search for the mom, Leela Cavett, even more difficult? Well, I mean, it's, it's a much larger area, a much larger possible base of suspects. Uh, you know, they're certainly going to be looking for people um, that she talked to, but they're also going to be looking for people who are known predators in that area, sexual offenders. Uh, who may have lived close by. There's a lot of them in Miami, too. Let me tell you that. A ton. And so uh, it it definitely broadens the scope of your investigation. Guys, I've been saying a Ford. It's a Chevy. It's not a Ford uh, F-150. It's a Chevy 3500. A late 90s Chevy 3500 red tailgate, baby on board sign in passenger window. Police say the vehicle was later found abandoned in Hollywood, Florida. So to you, Levi Page, what can you tell me about the vehicle? Were there signs of struggle? Was there blood? Was her her pocketbook, her cell phone, her keys? What was in the vehicle? What do we know about that? So, Nancy, we don't know about what condition the vehicle was in, if there was any signs of foul play in this vehicle. The police are keeping that tight flipped, but it is a Chevy Silverado mid to late 90s model with a baby on board sign on the passenger window. And the truck was found in a Walmart in Hollywood, Florida, about 10 miles away from where that little camera. I don't know why found. that reporter said this looks shabby. Does that look shabby to you? No. That looks like a nice pickup to me. Uh, so it's found there, and we don't know whether there's any sign of struggle or anything like that, Levi? We do not know. Guys, take a listen to this. The truck Covet was in has been found too. It's a white Chevy truck with a baby on board sign. Hollywood detectives are now labeling this a missing persons investigation. Her grandparents fear the worst, especially because they say she always kept her son close. I think somebody uh, snatched up off the streets and she pleaded with them to let the baby go. You know, that's why they found him wandering around, because she would never leave that baby. 
That's a heart. That's a life. The Hollywood Police Department is now the lead agency on this investigation. And while they haven't released any other details about Kavet's disappearance, her family plans to try to search for her themselves. I've just been praying to God, you know, and uh, if someone out there that can help us find her and know where she is, we would greatly appreciate the help. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Where is Leela Cavett? That's the question asked right now by so many. Let me give you the tip line again. 954-967-4411. We are talking about a beautiful baby boy, Camden. Two years old. I'm looking at his picture right now, and he's beautiful. I got to show you the picture. This is of him eating an eating a, a an apple and he is gorgeous. Look at this little guy with the curly kind of gold-looking hair. Look at him. Can you imagine this little guy wandering alone in a parking lot barefoot and a dipe and a t-shirt? When we pull the thread and start to unravel, we find out Mommy is missing. She would never have left her baby. Back to Levi Page, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Tell me about the search for Leela Cavett. Well, Nancy, we know that she is 5 foot, 4 inches tall, 110 pounds. She has Camden and a Jesus fish that symbol on her wrist, tattooed on her wrist, and she was last seen in that white pickup truck, that Chevy Silverado that was discovered abandoned at Walmart. And we know that the FBI is assisting local authorities in this search. When you say she was last seen in that vehicle, when was she last seen? As it relates to finding the baby, when was she last seen? How many days before the baby was found? July 26, it was the last, it was the day that the baby was found. She was seen driving in that vehicle, according to the Hollywood Police Department. How many days? One? Yes. So that's fairly close in as far as a timeline. Uh, To you, James Shelnut, let's talk about the timeline. What do you make of it? You know, I think, uh, I think it's important because, you know, you find the truck after you have found this baby. And, uh, you know, the baby's wandering this complex. You're looking for mom, and then you find the truck. Um, I would like to know exactly when that truck was dropped off and when it was found. Um, I would like to know also the last time for sure that it was verified by someone that she talked with someone or saw someone. You know, the police have indicated that they may have some type of surveillance, I believe I read in one of the articles, some type of surveillance video. I'd like to know exactly when and where that was in relation to where the truck was found. I'm understanding that she was last seen in the Hollywood area. How far away is Hollywood, Florida from Miramar? Do we know that, Levi Page? 15 or 20 minutes. So not far at all? 10 miles. I, I, li- I live in Hollywood, Nancy. Uh, that's where I live. 
Oh, is is that you, Dr. Bober? Yeah, I, I live in Hollywood, Florida. Oh, oh, tell me about the area, Dr. Bober, because that's important to me. Is it highly populated? It's about 140,000 people. It's kind of the major city wedged in there between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, that could be anybody, right? That's like uh, the traffic between New York and New Jersey, between Hollywood and, uh, wait, between Fort Lauderdale and Miami. Hollywood is about 25 minutes from Miami, and it's about 15 minutes from Fort Lauderdale. And, you know, it concerns me even more as as we're trying to identify where she is and who took her, obviously someone took her, is that it's not like she goes missing on her jog outside of her home in rural wherever because that limits you largely to people in that area as the perp. Right, it can Here, be any population center. Yes, uh, Dr. Bober, because here, this could be people, truckers coming down uh, to Miami from New York. It could be tourists. Right, the I-95 is right here, so it could be anyone on the interstate. And you know what that reminds me of, James Shellnut? I don't know if you remember the case of Dylan and Shasta Groney, and they were up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. They were swimming playing at an above-ground pool in the backyard with their family. And a guy goes by on the interstate and sees the little girl in her swimsuit. He goes later, wipes out the whole family, and takes Dylan and Shasta. Kills everybody else. And so you'd think in rural Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, that's not going to happen. But it does happen. When someone just actually, Nancy, it's probably about two, not even two minutes away from where Adam Walsh was kidnapped. Oh, my stars. Wow. From the Hollywood Mall. Right there in a Sears robot. Exactly. In a mall. Okay, back to you, Levi Page. What more can you tell me? We know that the FBI is also involved and that the family has hired a law firm to represent them, and they are currently trying to gain access to Leela's Facebook messages to see if they can see who she was communicating with before she went missing and why she exactly was in Florida. We know that her father has stated that he thinks that she met someone on a dating app, and that's why she was oh, in South Oh, no. Florida. Does it never end, Randy Kessler, with the dating apps? Ever? Will there ever be a day that we don't report? It's always a woman. I mean, really? It's unbelievable. And that whole term, I mean, catfishing is so 10 years ago by now. I mean, it's just unbelievable that people still fall for things and trust people they've never met and there's no way to vet. And, you know, like people have these desires and they just follow through on them without, it's real common sense out the window. You know, it's. Here's another you know, family law issue for you, Randy Kessler, because this is so critical at this juncture. Right now, I understand the father, Camden's father, is trying desperately to get Camden. I think he's under CPS, Child Protective Services. I don't trust them as far as I can throw them, right? So I don't want this baby with Child Protective Services, but they're making the father prove he's the father. I guess he and Leela had broken up. I, they pro- I don't know that they were ever legally married, um, so now he's got to prove he's the father. So how can we avoid something like that happening? Boy, it's more funding. You know, CPS, I, I feel for them, and, and they always get a bad rap. They're underpaid and overworked. They get in trouble when they don't remove a child that gets hurt, and they 
if they leave a child with, you know, so they, they're, they're always in the spotlight because we always want them to, to play God and to be able to save the world. And there's just not enough funding. We need more. Uh, please don't get me training. started on CPS. What I'm talking about is the father of the bio dad of Camden is now having to jump through hoops to prove he's the father, I guess, to a DNA analysis. So every minute counts when you've got a child in a foster home. Every minute that child, in my mind, is in danger. So Agreed. how do you avoid this delay? He's got to prove scientifically he's Camden's father. You take the test. If you said, I got to do something to see my child, I'd go. No, of course he's going to take head. the test. But how do you of Randy, you have an excellent yeah. reputation as a lawyer. So let me repeat okay. my question for the <laughs> third time. Wait, maybe fourth. I'm losing count. Well, how do you avoid the situation of them not knowing who the father is? Uh, I don't know. You take the test. DNA testing is so simple now. That you well, okay. Testing. You know what? I would have something like a formal order or legal agreement with the mother that uh, as to when I could see the baby, stating that I'm the bio dad, showing my child support payments, some type of legal documentation. That is my course, child. Course. The birth certificate you know, with your name on it, something like that. Ding, that's, ding, ding. because you're smart. You're smart and you're a lawyer. You know what? I'll be in your office I... today to take over the whole kit and caboodle. I'm moving in. I'm taking over, okay? You start sending all those big checks to me. The twins will love it. Guys, one last time. Leela Cavett, missing. Her baby is in Child Protective Services right now in some foster care. I don't want that. I want to find Leela Cavett. Phone number 954-967-4411. Please help us. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy.